All right, guys, what is going on? I'm fired up to be here today. This conversation is going to come out of a another conversation that I just had with Coach Ryan, which lasted about an hour and a half. And honestly, a lot of the fruit that has come out of friendship the last few years, uh, not just build, but many of the things that we're doing that I think are really helping people and really going to go a long way into the future uh, come from these conversations, whether it be Ryan and myself, any of the other coaches and myself or, you know, Grant and myself, obviously. And we're going to talk about a pretty cool concept today and something that I think is going to be really applicable to people. And it stemmed out of some confusion. And, you know, Ryan and I have a tough time kind of figuring out why people enjoy or look forward to or even seek out being stuck on this hamster wheel. We're going to talk about this concept of, you know, it's almost like they they look forward to going nowhere and they put themselves in situations where they end up going nowhere. And our conversation is going to start kind of thinking about how we spend our time every week and every month. And what we're going to talk about here is we're going to take it back to the friendship pyramid. And my hope is that you guys have listened to the in-depth podcasts that go through mental nutrition, movement, conditioning, and sport, the friendship pyramid, and everything in and around why those are important. And I think about these a little bit like a like a stock portfolio. And we'll take the financial uh, conversation here in a little bit because it's going to help the analogy make a little bit more sense. But w- when we think about our time in a week, we think about how much time we dip into each of these buckets. They should follow the pyramid. So when I look at my week in, you know, the rear, when I look at last week and I look at the amount of time spent on myself, on me as a person, on my health and my wellness, I'm saying and friendship is saying that you should spend the most time, the most amount of your time dedicated to your health and wellness should first be working on your own mental state, being present and aware, having a positive and engaging attitude and being committed to improvement, being focused every day. So that should be your largest time bucket. The next time bucket should be your nutrition, which means that, you know, if you're making all of your meals, like I make almost all of my meals, I do get Chipotle a few times a week, um, more than a few times a week for those of you who know me. <laughs> so, uh, so, but I make, you know, every other meal or Maria and I make every other meal. We go to the grocery three to four times a week. We plan out our meals. We prep our meals. We make sure that we are actively thinking about our nutrition. We make our vegetable smoothies. You know, we take our supplements, we do these things, we devote time, effort and energy and we do it. We've done it for so long and we do it with such vigor and intensity that you just don't even realize that you're spending four hours a week eating, making food, prepping. It's not even a thought, right? So the second amount of time right next to mental should be how much time you're putting and working on your nutrition. That includes prep time. That includes eating, right? What that means is we're not, you know, going through Wendy's drive through twice a week because that would mean we're spending maybe, maybe an hour once a week on nutrition or an hour a week on nutrition. So that would be the bad 
right? And the really good would be, you know, over on that other end. And, you know, we're prepping meals. We're making sure that everything is going to be home cooked, highly nutritious foods, um, eaten in moderation or in the right levels. And we're putting some degree of thought process behind it. Next then should be the amount that you're working on your movement. So this is mobility and technique, strength and range of motion, right? So this would be your build work. This would be your accessory work. If you guys are doing a CrossFit class or maybe even a little bit of your strength work and capacity. This means that you are working on moving better and increasing your capacity inside of human movement. That's what that means, okay? That should be the next amount of your time bucket. I would probably say normal should be somewhere around two to three hours a week, okay? After that, we move to conditioning. Very close with movement, right? Just like mental and nutrition should be pretty close, movement and conditioning should be pretty close, right? This means that we should have our heart rate elevated and inside of an aerobic capacity or higher, working our other energy pathways, right? And we should be doing that uh, roughly, I would say, somewhere between one and a half to two and a half hours a week. Okay, if you're walking four to five, four to five days a week, or you're doing some light aerobic activity, and you're on that lower end right now, that's fine. But that should be something that we're looking at moving up as we progress as an adult. Then sport intensity and competition, that should maybe be five to ten minutes a week. That's it. Okay, and that would be an appropriate bucket. That would be an appropriate plan. That would be an appropriate strategy to maximize your health and well-being for the long haul, for the future. Okay, so what we're going to talk about and when you get stuck on the hamster wheel is when these buckets get out of whack. Okay, and I'm going to throw the obvious out there. And what a lot of people do is they put their focus on sport. And what they're going to do is they're going to put a lot of their time, effort and energy into doing competitive type workouts, right? Like I want to do this Metcon and that Metcon and I want to do, you know, two a days and three a days and I want to do this and I want to do that. And they're loading up the conditioning time. Maybe they're really like obsessed with strength work. So they're loading up the movement time and they're hammering these super hard Metcons every day and they're loading up the sport time, but they're not devoting enough energy into nutrition. And they're definitely not devoting enough energy into their mental state, making sure that they are self-aware. Because if they were, they would recognize the flaw in their ways. And inevitably what happens then is when your buckets are out of alignment, when you're spending too much time in the wrong area of the pyramid and not enough time in the appropriate areas of the pyramid, what's going to happen is you're going to plateau. Okay, And plateaus look different to different people. Okay, there can be physical plateaus, right? Like I just can't hit the same PR numbers. I can't run as fast. I can't lift as much. I can't do the things that I used to be able to do, right? So physically, I'm not as capable as I used to be, right? That's one kind of plateau. That's the one that we're probably all very familiar with. And that could be a bunch of different things. That could be adrenal fatigue. That could be all the way up to you're undernourishing yourself, your body's eating its own muscle and breaking down, right? That's one plateau. Second plateau could be aesthetic. I just can't lose that last five pounds. I haven't been able to put on any muscle. I think I'm actually getting, you know, maybe even a little bit fatter. I wasn't able to lose body fat percentage this month. Like I have been able to. Okay. The third one is mental, emotional, right? Maybe you're stressed and frustrated all the time. You're annoyed at work and you're annoyed with your spouse and your kids annoy you. You're not taking enjoyment out of anything. You're not sleeping well, right? You have no sex drive. 
You have no desire to get up and pop out of bed in the morning. You have no excitement for life. Right? And that's that emotional and mental plateau and relationship plateau. And what's going to happen is when these buckets get out of alignment, you're going to hit one of these plateaus. And here's the problem is when your buckets are out of alignment and you're stuck on this hamster wheel. And the reason I call it a hamster wheel is because we get obsessed with what we're spending our time doing. So let's take that person who's obsessed with the sport and they want to hit, you know, grace every day and they want to hit this competition workout and that competition workout. And they're the type of person who signs up for every single online competition and they're going to do all the qualifiers and they're going to go and do this and they're going to do that. And they're that person. What is their thought process to how to get better? What do they do? More. And not more of the stuff to balance their bucket out. They do more of the thing they're already doing too much of. So they get on the hamster wheel. And when they're on the hamster wheel, they just run harder. And what happens when you're on a hamster wheel and you just run harder? Do you get anywhere? Does anything happen? No. You just spin the wheel faster. But you don't make any progress. You're just going to burn yourself out and you just get stuck into this cycle. And the only way out of the cycle is to change the system you're on, to change your strategy, to get off the hamster wheel, to look at another possible path, to find a better way. But what's so interesting, and this is something we're going to take it to the financial realm now, is when we talk about like a good financial pyramid, right, and being out of balance there, if we're in a situation where we're not in a great financial place, right, let's say we've accumulated tens of thousands of dollars of credit card debt, we have hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt, we've got a car and we've got debt on that, and we've got these interest payments just bearing down on us that we can't control, that we can't afford to pay off. And we also kind of like buying stuff online. We like online shopping and we love retail. And maybe that's why we have our credit card debt. The best way out of debt, out of credit card debt, is not to keep buying stuff online. All that's going to do is dig you deeper into that hole and make it harder and harder for you to see a way out. The right answer for you is to start to save money and pay off debt. To start to understand that the base of the pyramid is paying yourself first, not paying banks and financers, but paying yourself. And as we take this back to the analogy of health and fitness, that means the mental, the nutritional. Paying yourself first is analogous to those two things. Wake up and take care of your mind every day. Take care of what you put into your body. The gut fuels the brain. Understand the importance of these things and don't overemphasize the wrong buckets. I can guarantee you, I've been doing this a long time. I've worked with very, very high level athletes across the board. I can guarantee you that the thing that never separated one competitor from another was never how many times they did Amanda or Murph or Fight Gone Bad or Fran or the Metcons at all. It had absolutely nothing to do with that. It had to do with their mindset. That's all it was. It was their mentality. The best competitors are the most self-aware. They're the most coachable. 
They're the most positive. They are committed to improvement every single day. They never think they have all the answers. Because if you think you have all the answers and you don't listen to a coach or you don't listen to other people who have been there and you think, yeah, all these people telling me not to do 20 Metcons a day, they're stupid. I'm going to do 20 Metcons a day because that's what's going to get me better. If that's where your mindset's at, then have fun on that hamster wheel, my man, because you're not going anywhere. All that's going to happen is you're going to burn out. You're going to get hurt or you're going to quit. And you won't have established one decent habit that's going to help you over the lifetime of health and wellness training. And so we have this opportunity now. This is what we are able to do is you guys are operating inside of a system. You're listening to a podcast right now. We are putting steps forward as a business to automatically put you into a system and into a place where you will not be predisposed to get onto that hamster wheel. And unfortunately, and one of the reasons that we're walking away from the CrossFit games or CrossFit as as it's termed, one of the reasons that we have to separate is the methodology, unfortunately, behind most of these gyms, they force you onto the hamster wheel. There is nothing else. If your gym's not talking to you about your lifestyle, about your, about your stress, about your sleep, about your sex life, about all these things, if they're not talking to you about these, you know, tangential but all important health factors, the lifestyle stuff, the stuff that happens outside of the gym, then that gym is forcing you into a hamster wheel because you're not going to be focused on the right things. You're not going to have the right foundation for you to get better. For any gym that tells you that, you know, you have to just do more. Well, yeah, you got to do, you know, you got to do it two a day. I mean, you know, you got to do it. Well, of course you do. You got to do, you got to do a bunch more strict pull-ups. You got to do this, you got to do that. Without a first conversation of where's your mindset at? How's your nutrition? Are you sleeping eight hours a night? Are you actually prepared? Are you aware of where you're at? Right. And that's where level method comes in. It gives us awareness. It just gives it to you. This is where you're at right now. Here's your next progressive step. Right. Here's here's where you're really strong. Here's where you're maybe spending too much time. Here's where your bucket is overfilled. Right. You're spending too much time on strength and not enough time on conditioning. You need to equal out your buckets or you're going to be stuck on this hamster wheel and you're going to have a plateau somewhere at some point. You're going to have an injury. You're going to experience burnout. You're not going to look and feel the way you want to. You're not going to continue to see performance gains because your buckets are not equal. And so when we start to think about this, right, we, we talk all the time. And, you know, if you talk to anybody who's just kind of figured it out, right, talk to people who have who have been around for a while. Talk to the people who look and feel the way that you want to, that are happy and positive and engaging and have enjoy, and enjoy health and fitness every day and are still continuing to get better after five, six, ten years. And all of them are going to have some degree of a strategy and a system that balances these things in the appropriate ways. Right, The people who are broken, who are injured all the time, who you know switch 
schemes like willy nilly all over the place because they have no strategy. Those are the people who aren't doing any work on mental or nutrition, but they sign up for a lot of marathons. But they sign up for a lot of competitions, but they sure do put in a lot of mileage every week. But you look at them and you're like, like, really? Like you've run 52 marathons. You don't look that healthy. My apologies for the bells in the background. Gus isn't much of a vocal one, but he likes to be a part of the podcast by ringing his bells to go outside all the time. Um, Anyway, back on point here. When we start to think about like, you know, you guys probably know people that are in this boat where they talk a lot about working out and they talk about how fit they are. and They talk about the competitions they sign up for and they talk about all this stuff, but they maybe don't look the way that you think somebody would look who's like a pillar of fitness. They maybe don't act like it, right? They maybe don't, maybe they're not that happy. Maybe they don't have a great marriage or they complain a lot. And when we start to look at these other things, right? This is why like I have a couple of great mentors in the gym. And I think it's one of the things that I'm most thankful for, for our community is the amount of people that I can look at who have these things properly balanced. They talk so positively about their husband or their wife. They talk so positively about their kids and their jobs and they're happy and they enjoy being around you and you enjoy being around them as a byproduct. They look and feel fit. They look great for their age. They just might look great, period. They can perform tasks that they want to perform. They can ride bikes when they want to ride bikes. They can go out and ski and go on ski trips when they want to ski. They have other things that they're doing. They sign up every now and again, maybe for a competition, just for fun, just to screw around with some friends. But they don't take it so seriously that it defines them. And I think like once you start to see this and you start to spend time around people and you allow them to influence you, we should allow these people who kind of have it figured out to influence us. You want to surround yourself with this. And my girl, Krista, said it perfectly. And I know you listen now, Krista. So you already are getting a shout out here. She sent me a great email today and she said, your vibe attracts your tribe. And so it's so true, right? And if your vibe is attracting the right tribe, then and you can be influenced and influence those people. And this is, you know, you, you are the five people you surround yourself with. And so this is this conversation is kind of all ranging, right? So first we have to start to look at our time buckets. You know, if I can't stress enough, I think so many people love the movement conditioning and especially the sport aspect. And they're maybe operating on an upside down triangle and or pyramid, I should say. And you're just walking on a house of glass. I'm trying to give you the heads up on it. All the coaches in our facility are trying to help you on it. They're the, the people who got it figured out. They're trying to let you know. Like just, you know, be around people who are positive, engaging. That can be your first step to mental is go and buy them a cup of coffee. Sit down with them once a week. Get some breakfast. Take them out. Spend time with them. Just be around them. Ask them, you know, hey, do you listen to podcasts? You'll be surprised. I'll be like, yeah, I do. Which ones do you listen to? Hey, do you recommend any books? Trying to get into this game. What would you recommend? Right. Get ask the questions, get involved, be in the game. Do you work on nutrition? If so, what do you do? 
right? Don't go crazy on it. Don't worry about being crazy on it. All that stuff's just fluff. It's all gimmicks. Like just eat highly nutritious foods in moderation. You know, have somebody hold you accountable to it when you first start so that you know you're doing the right things right. If that's got to be a coach, great. If it's a spouse, great. If it's your kids, great. Whoever it is, get somebody involved with it and make sure that you're taking time out of your week to focus on it. But that's it. It's so it's that simple. The appropriate time chunks. So if we look at this, if I'm just looking at this pyramid right now, I'm looking at it. Mental gets five hours of my week minimum. For me, it probably gets 10 hours, maybe 12, maybe 15, right? Nutrition, good five hours easily, right? Movement. I try to do, I've done two build classes this week. Try to do maybe three build classes a week or a CrossFit class where movement's a focus. So that's three hours, let's call it, a week. Conditioning, try to get my heart rate up once or twice a week, high, like high, high, right? And then maybe some lower state aerobic stuff where I walk and build sort of gets me into that lower aerobic state also. So let's call it maybe one and a half to two hours. Sport, I don't spend any time there. You know, I hope to sign up with a competition for some friends. That is a goal of mine this year, but only like you'd sign up to go to a trivia night at a bar just for fun, just to enjoy yourself. Still competitive, still test yourself, but nothing where it's going to define me. Right. And for me, that works. Right. Those are the appropriate buckets for me. And that's how I choose to divide my time. And I can tell you that since I've been doing this, guys, I feel amazing. My mental clarity, my focus just feels better. I've just been in a better place. I'm happier. And, you know, it's some of the challenges over the last month, some of the things that we've had to deal with. I think I'm able to handle those things and sort of shrug them off and realize it'll get better because my strategy, my system, the infrastructure that I believe in down to my core that I'm instituting and implementing every day that I know I can rely on. It works. And so I don't worry about stuff. It's the same thing. If I look at my financial one, which honestly, guys, I, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to do some mentoring in my, my financial personal financial talk with the uh, coaches at Lewis Center. And it's just it's a huge passion of mine. And if you guys think that it could be beneficial or helpful to you, please send me an email. I would love to do a podcast on it. And for those of you who like to listen to the mental aspect, you can listen to it if you want to or you can just skip it. But uh, I just I see it being a positive change in people's lives and it just makes me want to do it more. But my financial pyramid is that same way. It gives you a a confidence that things will get better in the future because you're implementing a plan, a strategy. And as much of this idea as we can get into different aspects of our life, but it's going to it's going to make things so much easier. And same thing. We talk about relationships. You know, what is where where are your buckets? How do those buckets ensure? How are they the strategy and the plan to make sure that you're going to be a great parent? You're going to be a great spouse. You're going to be a great friend. How is it how is it making sure that that stuff happens? Because you have thought out the time, the effort, the energy that you put into each bucket. 
So I hope this gives you guys something to think about. I don't want anyone to be on the hamster wheel. And sometimes what's frustrating about being in the health and wellness field is you see people on it and you just can't help them. And the amount of times that I've gone and had conversations and dinners and, and you know, been around people, especially over the holidays and stuff where they sit and they tell me about how many marathons they've signed up for and completed. They tell me about their mileage every week. And my go-to question all the time is, how's your body feel? How are you holding up? And it's never, it's never met that it gets met with a pride that they're not holding up well. And I know that because that happens the same with CrossFit all the time. Like, it's like, yeah, oh man, I'm so beat up from yesterday's workout. I'm just throttled. You know, it's just like, what? Like, why, why is that cool? Yeah. I signed up for like six competitions this week. I could barely work out, you know, for like a month afterwards. And I've been there, like I've done it. And that's you being stuck on the hamster wheel because you haven't put enough time into the mental boat to actually be aware that that's stupid. And that's a total waste of time. And all you're doing is screwing yourself up and guaranteeing a future of plateauing, burning out, and possibly doing irreparable damage to all kinds of different things, right? So if we're talking about the emotional, physical, talking about like, you know, stressful mental breakdowns, talking about major anxiety issues, blood pressure problems, low mental acuity, which who knows what that's hurt you on. That might have cost you jobs. That might have cost you relationships. It might have cost you all kinds of stuff. And so if we don't take these times to be aware, if we don't put the effort into the mental state, into the nutrition, if we don't put first things first and focus on ourselves and pay ourselves first, then we're destined to be that online shopper who's got $150,000 worth of debt and credit card debt of 10,000 bucks ticking 25%. You're making the minimum payments every month. But yeah, I got this awesome new sweater on Instagram. It's pretty sweet. You guys should check it out. And then I got these new boots and the boots are sweet. And then I got Starbucks every day. And I made all of these terrible financial decisions because that's who I am. Right. And it's the same thing as it pertains to fitness, whether you're a marathoner or whether you're, you know, a and, and I'm putting this in quotes, whether you're a quote unquote marathoner or a quote unquote crossfitter or a quote unquote crossfit competitor. That's the same thing as, you know, yeah, you know, I really want to do this online competition. And so I'm going to compete every single weekend leading up to this online qualifier nine months from now. And that's not the way to train for that. That's a terrible decision. That doesn't prepare you at all, right? That's just more is more. That's you being stuck on the hamster wheel. And unfortunately, when hamsters are on a hamster wheel, they've got blinders on. They can't really see a way off. They're stuck in the cycle. Just like people who are in mounting credit card debt and just don't have anybody to help them and come along and see the errors of their ways. And so I implore you guys, if you have somebody in your life that this podcast pertains to, that you think they're stuck on the hamster wheel right now, and you think that this can help them like go stop on the hamster wheel and go, the hell am I doing? Like look left and look right and go, I'm just going to get off of this. 
And then if I start running when I'm off of this in that direction over there, I'll actually go somewhere. And then I can see what that's like. Like if you think that this can help somebody, then I implore you, please send it to them. Talk to them. Engage with them. Be the person that mentors that person back onto the right path. And obviously, you know, we are working very hard to put systems in place to ensure that this is the only way that anybody can come into friendship is that they have the right time and the right buckets doing it the right way. But that's such a small subset. I mean, we're talking, you know, less than a thousand people. And it's going to take us spreading this more organically than that for us to have a change here. And we cannot, cannot, cannot rely on other gyms or other podcasts or other people. We can't do it. It has to be organic. It has to be you starting it. So I hope this conversation speaks to some of you guys or maybe speaks to somebody that you know. I hope you do send this out. And uh, I think that this is a concept that is, is frustrating when you see it because you know the future for the person. You know where they're going. Just as if you're talking to that 27-year-old person who's in that financial state and you listen to that and you're like, oh, that's not, that's not good. That's a lot of debt and she doesn't have great spending habits and, you know, he really likes his car and he likes to spend a lot of money on that. Like, that's not going to go too well for you. And you're sitting there like this dude's destined to go bankrupt or struggle financially for the rest of his life. And you can see it and you know that that's the future for them. It's the same thing. You can sit there and have these conversations with people and you just listen to them. Just listen to what they're talking about. If the conversation is, yeah, I've been doing a bunch of extra Metcons lately. I've been really getting in a lot of mileage this year. You know, I've I've been hitting 50 workouts a week. If that's where the conversation is, not I'm really working on my mental state. I'm trying to read more this year, trying to listen to more podcasts. And I've really been dialing in my nutrition. It was pretty good before. I'm going to try to take it to that next level. You know, my movement is what's holding me back right now. You know, I want to squat 400 pounds, but I know the only way to do that is to have a better air squat. I know the only way that I can snatch my body weight, which is up in sport. The only way that I can do that is if I develop a better PVC overhead squat at a tempo. That's the only way I got to go back to the fundamentals. I've got to work on my movement. And the only way that I can do that is if I've got a good mental state, if I'm present and aware. So it has to be first things first. You have to work on your self-awareness and then work your way on up. So I hope this helps, guys, a little bit of an elaboration on our friendship pyramid and uh, excited you guys listen to this. This is our conversation on a healthy relationship, building a healthy relationship with health and exercise, with fitness and nutrition, with wellness generally. Don't let yourself fall into the trap of being on the hamster wheel and thinking that going faster is the only way to move forward. Thanks, guys.